It's Wes Wednesdays. We'll evaluate Miles Bridges later on, and we'll start with his takes from All-Star Weekend, how great LaMelo Ball was, and also kind of look ahead at the final 22 games of the season. That's all today on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. In a minute, cuz we lie. We lie. It's Lockdown Hornets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Appreciate you hopping on with us just as you do every single day. We're free and available on all platforms, so make sure you check us out. Spotify, Apple, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, and YouTube. You can check us out there as well. Wes Wednesdays, follow him on Twitter, the gram, at Wes Got Range. Wes, appreciate you hopping on, man. You doing all right? What's going on, baby? Back, All-Star Weekend in the books. Yeah. And now we got the second half of the season, I guess, in a way, sort of, kind of. Right, right. But right. we got to make these playoffs. Well, I mean, you know, before we start to do the eval thing with Miles Bridges, I wanted to get your overall takes from All-Star Weekend as well as look at the final 22 games, man. But we've been praising LaMelo, what he's been doing, what he did this All-Star Weekend. It was a lot of fun to see a Hornets representative feel like he belonged there and I was asked this yesterday just is this going to be the start of him just being a perennial all-star be in the game every single season he's got the foundation just his second season in the league Wes it feels like this is going to be something you can get used to as his career goes on yeah I agree I mean as I've always said not only uh part of his allure is his intangibles on top of the tangible fact that he can play basketball I mean he averages around close to a triple-double when you're talking about around 19, 8, and 8, mm-hmm. around those that neighborhood. So uh, he gets it done on the court. He can explode for 30 points at any time. But he's also one of the most exciting players in the league. He's always making uh, the Bleacher Report or whatever platform you want to speak of for the highlights that he makes. His social following is crazy. Uh, you know, that ball brand is, is huge. And I think you could argue he's – the biggest uh, reason why it still is what it is today. So, uh, yeah, I think with everything you talk about, he's starting to be a guy that other arenas, people come to see him. So, yeah, I think this is just the beginning for LaMelo LaFrance. You know what? What's funny is that's something we haven't talked a whole lot about is the brand and how it started. Because, like, LaVar comes out here boisterous as hell, right? Like, Mm -hmm. going up for his son, for his kids all together. But it was Lonzo at UCLA. He was the fun passer. He was awesome with the Bruins and had the funky shot, but it was working for him from the perimeter. And since then, he's probably had to reinvent his game a little bit really early Mm -hmm. in his career. But a good player. Like, Lonzo, Lonzo's awesome. And I remember when when the Charlotte Hornets were kind of rumored to, hey, is there any way that maybe they could go pick up Alonzo and pair him with LaMelo? And people would kind of push that away to say you're only doing that because they're brothers. But, like, they'd be a really good fit. Lonzo yeah. would shoot. Lonzo's a really good defender. It didn't happen. He signed a contract with Chicago. Everybody praised it. Lonzo has been good this year. I haven't checked up on his numbers recently, but he's been good for them from last time I checked as well. And Chicago's good overall. But it's funny you say, like, LaMelo is the biggest reason that it's still alive and still certainly, I don't know if it's thriving, but like Mm -hmm. LaMelo is, like LaMelo's thriving. And it's funny to see how it kind of started to the point where we're just hearing about LaMelo as a freshman 
at, you know, in high school going for like the 90 points where he's mm-hmm. cherry picking and putting the layups in. And we're like, all right, we'll <laughs> see what this kid can do down the line. Yeah. Turns out he can do a lot. So it's kind of funny to see how the ball brand has gone from Lonzo, you know, Leangelo wasn't anything that got drafted high in the NBA and not a lot of people know about him, certainly compared to Alonzo or Lamelo. And now here we are with Melo making the all-star game just the second season in. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan. I watched Ball in the Family on Facebook. (laughs) I watched it all the time. But, you know, that was part of building up what they became. I mean, he was the young, wild, you know, immature baby of the house. And so, you know, he always brought the big moments on the show, and that just kind of kept building. But I always say, LeVar, people always knock him for what he did. But I always knew I could see between the lines that he went to the Floyd Mayweather School uh, of Promotion. He knew the things that he was saying was going to make waves. And I think, honestly, he probably believes anything that he says. Because, to be frank, he's been right about a lot of things that he said, even if people didn't necessarily want to hear it at the time. Like, yeah, did he put a bullseye on his kids' back? Yeah, but he's always said he told them, hey, pressure's not playing basketball. Pressure's coming home not having enough money to take care of your family and stuff like that. So he's always treated his kids that way and looked at, you know, basketball, hey, it's promotion and it's getting you guys out there. But I definitely feel like if it were not for him and the things that he said and did, he knew what he was doing and he made those kids, it gave them an extra oomph yeah. with, with that ball name. Well, well, doesn't it feel like LaMelo just embraces that kind of limelight so much more than Lonzo does? Yes. You know, and I, I think that's the difference too. It's It just goes to show you, like, you ain't got to be like your brother, you know? I mean, you don't... Lonzo was somebody that never seemed to fully embrace it. It's not like LaMelo says a lot when he's interviewed, mm-hmm. but Lonzo, he, he don't really want to talk like that. And, you know, yeah. Lonzo, Lonzo isn't wearing the neon suit. You know, there's not yeah. articles written about him. He did rap, though. He put out the rap. Sure. He put out some rap tracks. Yeah, there you go. And we'll get to some rap tracks from athletes here in just a moment. <laughs> we're going to evaluate Miles Bridges, so we're going to talk about that <laughs> in just the next couple of segments. And you're right. Yeah. Like, Lonzo, Lonzo will put some of that stuff out. It's not like he's hiding under a rock by any means, completely afraid of all of it. But LaMelo embraced it in a way that Lonzo didn't seem to, at least vocally, you know, mm-hmm. like at least, and part of that is being the first, maybe like LaMelo yeah. got a little used to it. Lonzo didn't have that older brother where his dad was singing his praises and talking about how he can beat Michael Jordan one-on-one when Lonzo was about to get drafted in the NBA, yeah. like LaMelo so young and kind of even had to get used to it because that was pops. Like, yeah. that's just how he is, and mm-hmm. that's how he grew up. And so it's just a little bit different dynamic at different times when we knew the Ball family. Yeah, you could see it again, like I said, watching the show. You know, what you see is what you get from all of them. LaMelo right. isn't that much different than how he was then. He's he's matured a great deal, but he's still the one that's the most outgoing as far as just, you know, and liking to be a little bit flashy. But Lonzo has always been just a even – Steven mm-hmm. kind of guy, and Leangelo was much the same as well. Both of those right. guys kind of go with the flow. Their dad says stuff. They're like, hey, that's dad being dad. <laughs> you do yeah. about it. And the thing they always say about their dad is he's always been that way. Right. And so he hasn't changed, and they haven't changed. So I think with Melo, you know, he just grew up more because he was kind of forced to. And I think the show really showed a lot of the growing pains that he went through because he didn't, you know, there were times where he really regretted not being back in California playing high school basketball with his friends instead of doing the overseas thing and doing the and, and he liked when they went back and did the JBA thing, but he had a lot of growing pains 
as far as just different things and as a player. And you saw him, you know, he came of age in front of us, you know, if you check that out. So I thought that I knew once it was time for him to get drafted, I could see there was a difference with him too because he kind of took that personality of his brothers where he was kind of even kill. You saw him doing media interviews, and he was just very yeah. mature, man. So, you know, you like what you see. Hopefully he'll develop more uh, as an interviewer as his career goes on because, you know, now you, you don't really get much from him. You don't get much from him at all. <laughs> yeah, no, you get much. He you needs know. some funny quotes every now yeah. and again. But. That, that's the weird thing. About, like, he's kind of hard to evaluate there, too, yeah. because it's not like it's not like he's boring. He just yeah. – it's, it's kind of calculated in the way that he doesn't uh-huh. give you a whole lot you know like he, he knows what he's doing up there it's, it's yeah. not that he can't and you can get some funny quotes like he'll joke around with you like he'll clown he, he is engaging yeah. to some degree it's, yeah. a, it's a weird dynamic and, and only weird in the sense that it's rare like maybe mm-hmm. rare is the better word because you just don't get the small comments from him and, and you know not not very long winded answers but also like he is kind of engaging it's it's different and nobody yeah, well, else is kind of like that Puma would thank you for saying the rare thing because you know that's what's on the no, bottom of right. his shoe we're company men here man yeah we gotta look <laughs> I out think, for the and railroad. i think though to your point even though for media sometimes they can be frustrating for us because you do want to hear more you do want to get to know him more but it does kind of differentiate him in like a Marshawn Lynch kind of way. Marshawn Lynch has made lots of money off of the point. fact that he didn't want to talk to the media because he has lots of commercials and stuff that are centered around how he was with the media. And I think with LaMelo, that does kind of make him different because he's not the kid that's coming in that I've watched Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan interview all my life, and I'm going to be this super polished kid that's yeah. going to give you – hardcore basketball answers. So he is different in that regard. And I think it does add to his brand of him being a different type of player. And then, you know, with the way that he plays on the court, man. But it was great seeing him in all facets this weekend. My son and I, we watched the Rise of Stars thing. We hate that he that his team didn't advance. Uh, and then, you know, getting to see him in the All-Star game and him getting in there holding his own. That was great, too, like you said, to see that Hornets representation. Uh, he got a nice ovation from the crowd, so that kind of shows you that they know who he is and what his brand is about. So, yeah, he's on his way. Yeah, he is on his way. I have to ask you this before we move on and talk more about Miles Bridges, LaMelo's best friend on the team and the player that he has a real crazy nice chemistry with on the court. Did you ever, one, get the big baller brand shoes or did you think about doing it when they were listing them for like $500 a pop? And if you had big feet, Wes, what do you wear? Like 14s? Is that what you said? Uh, I can go either way. I can do 13s or 14s. Okay. So thir- yeah. that's a big deal. And you know that, right? Like huge, 13s. Huge. I wear 15s and the way Bro. that I go and the way I go shoe shopping is I have to go to like an encore or department or something like that. And then look, go down the aisle, just kind of look my way, try to figure out, okay, 15s, do I like the shoes? I don't get to see I like those shoes and then go get 15s. I have to see, bam, 15 in your face. Do I like the shoes? Nope, and then just walk on by. And online it's tough too, but either way, did you get the big baller brand shoes or think about it? I did not. When I saw them come out, I mean, it was, you know, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. I thought it was dope, though. I liked what they were trying to do for sure. Uh, did I get them? No, they were a little too expensive for my blood uh, at that time. They were a lot. And then, um, you know, I wasn't a, a huge fan of, of how they looked. I thought a couple of pairs were – I thought LiAngelo kind of had the best shoe out of all of them as far as the silhouette. I thought uh-huh. his was pretty dope. And then Melo's weren't bad, 
But I did. I was gifted a big baller brand uh, sweatshirt. So oh, I, I didn't have know a that. sweatshirt. For yeah, sure. you, you've had that for a while. I think I have seen you in that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, yeah, I've, I've had that uh, big baller brand sweatshirt. Okay. So I did have that. I thought you did my, uh, wear that in the studio one day. Yeah. Right, we'll, we'll, tra- we'll transition to Melo's best friend on the team, rapper extraordinaire, MB breakout Man, player. <laughs> that's, that's a good. Uh, I love the name though. Let's get to yeah, it. Yeah, that is dope. You got to see is. the cover too. It definitely fits. We're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk okay. about his basketball career. We're going to talk about his rap career as he continues to put out some music. Does Miles Bridges real quickly? Let's talk about Prize Picks, another appreciated sponsor here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Prize Picks is something that NBA fans can look forward to especially if you're looking at a daily fantasy option for the nba you need to try the award-winning app prize picks it's a daily fantasy app made easy i love it i know you will too it's easy to use you pick two to five players and over under on their projections you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy prize picks is safe and it offers fast withdrawals you can use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play so what you can do is for a limited time you can go to Prize Picks because they have an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans, so sign up today and use code NBA $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Picks entry scores a single point. Awesome. Thanks again to Prize Picks. We'll talk about Miles Bridges coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast is locked on Hornets. Lamelo had an awesome dunk last night where he kind of goes to the right shoulder, comes back to the left, finishes, and does the head thing, got, got on you. He loves doing that, right? He's a high-low celebrator. He's going to put it on his head when he dunks on you, and then he's going to tell you how short you are when he scores in the post against you. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Let's get to the Miles rap career first because he came out with something else. And I guess this is what he does with his free time because this is what he's yeah. going to do during the offseason. He's going to drop a music video. He did two years ago where he's holding out the mask like cards and like yeah. money, more so like cash, not like cards. Yeah. It you know, shows where my mind is. He's holding it like cash. Then the next <laughs> one, he comes out with Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier drops some bars. We don't really got to talk about T. Rose verse on there. I don't, I don't want to do him like that, so we're going to talk about something <laughs> else. And then we'll talk about Miles who dropped something else. I haven't heard it, though. Like So I guess this All-Star weekend, he dropped it and was working on another project. You've listened to it, right? Like, can you... Yeah, I sampled it. Okay. I sampled it. I saw on his Twitter that he was like, my tape dropping in a couple of minutes. Give me me a couple of minutes. And I was like, okay. And then I saw... uh, Because I just happened to be scrolling through Twitter. I was not actively looking for the Miles Bridges album. I did not know it was even coming out. Yeah. So then he um, he put the link up. And so I clicked on the link. And then I saw, you know, Apple Music. I have Spotify. I pay for Spotify. But I saw, uh, you know, Apple Music. You can sample each track. So I'm going through and I'm sampling it. And it's super Detroit. Like, it, it definitely has that Michigan sound. There's a lot of the Michigan rocks. Because I listen to a couple of guys from up there, like Payroll, Giovanni. And then I know about T Grizzly and those guys, but I'm not that into them, but I know that sound. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely has that sound that they have. 
But it, it just the content for me, it was just a bit much for a guy like Miles Bridges. It's hard to believe so, some of the because, things that he was talking about. Because he's talking about some real stuff out here. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and that's, that's the funny part because people – like there are some people that will hate on rap music because it's not authentic. Like you're not yeah. out here in the streets doing the things you're talking about. And so they yeah. oftentimes take flag for that. It's why Rick Ross takes so much flag for talking about what he talks about. Yeah. And in reality, that wasn't what he was about at the time. And yeah. so like for me, I don't know how true you got to be to it because yeah. you are putting out some music and eventually I just want to hear some good stuff. I don't necessarily care too much what it is about, yeah. but it's funny because miles, is an NBA athlete. Right. And when he drops some of this stuff, it's like, dude, you're not, you're definitely yeah, not it, doing any of this. Like, that's yeah, like, because it's, where does that, where does that line fall? Like, on yeah, because, because it's so far on the round. Like, if you come out and you're a rapper, like you said, a Ross. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can live in the gray area because nobody really, really knows of what you're saying is true like that. Like, if nobody really comes out and this is you or nobody from your city comes out and say, hey, he wasn't this, he wasn't that. But when you're an NBA player and you're making uh, eight figures, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it's, it's really hard to buy that when you have a lifestyle. And if you are doing that, then that's even worse because you're like, come on, bro. Like the goal of what you're doing was to a, get you out of poverty, keep your family out of poverty. You're doing that on an extreme scale. We know what's coming up for him this summer. I mean, he's going to be, you know, you're talking generational. Yep. He already has that, right, but it's right. going to be, he's going to multiply that already. And he's still going to be talking about some of this stuff. Like, like I, yeah. you go listen yeah. to it. Go, go. Yeah, because go you, because like, I like Shaq a lot. Dude, Shaq can rap a little bit. Shaq man. was nasty. I will, I will put Can't Stop the Rain on right oh, now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And see, the thing was in the 90s when you had guys who rapped, you know, the 90s was, yeah, you had tough guys, and I think more of them were authentic because there were lanes for everybody. But the 90s, you really had to have skills to rap. Like, you couldn't just get up there like now today where I make a song, I put it on YouTube, I get 600,000 views, and I'm all <laughs> of a sudden a rap star from yesterday. Take it, and in the 90s, man. you had to rap rap to get on. So Shaq was getting in like Lillard, you know what I'm saying? Like, talk. Lillard, Lillard can go. Is he, is he the best we've ever heard? Because he, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lillard's nice. Yeah. He got a nice flow, and Lillard talks about. And I mean, you can get a little talk tough. Nobody's saying you're a punk, but yeah. it's like you know, rap about what you what you do. Like that'll be more respectable to me. You know, when you rap about your lifestyle, you want to talk about you know, living the NBA life and where you right. came from. Now, if you want to put it in the context of where I came from, this is what I saw, and this is where I'm at now, and this is what my friends did, and this with it. Okay, that's cool, but. You can't get on songs talking about you doing this and that. The, the that, only that. see, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like the thing is, I don't. I hear what you're saying, and it is hilarious yeah. because it is a line where you are talking about Miles, a dude that's on TV. We we talk openly about how much money he's going to get. Like that's when we talk about athletes, you know. We know exactly to a T, like their their details to the contract. Now, I guess we don't know everything about the endorsement deals and whatever, but we openly talk about how much they're going to make this year from their NBA money. And so, when you know how much to a T they're making, and then they're still talking about I don't know, living in the street, whatever, whether it be yeah. you know, you know, you know, killing people, whatever. Like you know, <laughs> like I, I don't, I haven't heard it by the way. I haven't. Yeah. Heard it. But what I'm saying is like. It also can just be art, too, where, you know, like movies, when there's an actor in there, 
And right. it's not right. like, you know, are, are you just are you just putting out a product? Are you just putting right. out a song? And so I, I get it, though. I but get we, but we also know that this era of rap and, and back then it still happened. Two people got run down on. But this era of rap is the deadliest era of rap ever. Guys are really, really doing what they rap about, because, like I said, it's easier access in the 90s not to turn this into a rap podcast. Well, I mean, I'm trying. I Look, I this is something I'm more interested in. Like, you know, I got yeah, but like, it's, it's ready, like, but yeah, it's like in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? You had to work to be a rapper. And if your guys were doing stuff, they weren't going to let you get involved with what they were doing because you were working too hard. It was too hard to get a deal. Well, it was hard to get a deal. That's true. But also, like, man, I wonder you, you say it's like the deadliest form, man. Also, you know, when you got Snoop and and uh, and Dr. Dre coming out with deep cover, like, you know, that's yeah, it, that's, it, it, it was. But I'm just saying as far as how hard it was to get a deal. Like if you are a rapper, you had to dedicate yourself to being a rapper or you wouldn't make it. You couldn't be one foot in, one foot out. Now, these guys, you can be banging in the streets one day. Your man's got a little bit of equipment in his room. You go in there and make a song. You put it out on SoundCloud. You get a million listens. All of a sudden, you're a rap star. So I'm still doing, I was just selling this yesterday. Now I'm rapping today, whereas back in the day, you had to really commit yourself to the craft. I, I would say the, the counter argument to that, though, is that the market is so saturated now. Yeah. Like, because of that, you're, so now maybe that's true. You're also trying to get ears to come to your music yeah. because I, it wasn't I, saturated. And I, yeah, and I say all that to say that how easy it is to become that. Now, that's why so many of these young rappers, it's somebody dying almost every week because these guys are still literally doing what they were doing before and just became a rap star last night. And they still doing stuff in the streets yeah. and stuff is happening. So anyway, but Miles, he yo, you know, you do what you do, but yeah. I just think he needs to, you know, that MB Van draws the, the you know, he needs to cool out a little bit well, on that content. I will say that first video he put out, you know, I <laughs> I dug it. Like the, the, the first music video he put out, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I still yeah. think I think that was way better than the one he put out with Terry Rogier. Like even yeah. Miles verse, you take Terry out. <laughs> I think the first one he dropped yeah, where he's holding yeah, the face yeah. mask, I thought it was way better than that. Next I'm one. shocked LaMelo doesn't rap because I know Lonzo does, but he's never jumped on a song with Lonzo. Yeah, well, you know, so you had you had Terry hop on there. You know, Dwayne Bacon. You know, Dwayne and Miles were releasing yeah. him when Dwayne Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy was telling me about that because even Lonzo's raps, like Lonzo's raps are very – Flossy, flossy, young guy life. He's talking about how he lives and, right. and just that young boy life, that young rich dude life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, some guys. It's, it's, and the thing is, you know, people can say, well, you don't know if he does this stuff for real. I would hope, I would really, really hope <laughs> that Miles is not living the type of life that, that he's saying Again. on that. Because I'm Again. like, Miles, brother, you got it all uh, jacked up if that's the case, if that's how he's living oh, for, real, for real. I mean, look, again, like I have not heard this. I have only yeah. gone off what you were you, telling You got to check it out recording. after that and text yeah. me or, next, or once you check it out. Then yeah. next week on the pod, we'll get a quick blurb to follow up on your your take of the end. Oh man, is is my my qu next question though? Because we got to go to break and then we'll talk a little more about yeah. Miles. But is Damian Lillard the best you've ever heard? Because I I think he's the most skilled NBA rapper I've ever heard. I think from a technical standpoint, yes, he's got the best flow that I've heard. But as far as making the best music, man, I still got to go Shaq Daddy, man. Well, Shaq. But my and my question to you, like I know he's got some other. Songs AI, AI was ill too. 
So I never listen to AI like that. AI, I, was, yeah, I like yeah, AI. I just I I don't have as many songs that I've listened to from Allen Iverson. But again, like I said, man, can't stop the rain. You have to wonder how much of that do you give credit to Biggie being on a track? Like, does do you instantly just get shot up a million levels up because you have one of the greatest well, of all time? Yeah, or like, but, but Shaq did it too on that track. Yeah, like, it's, but see, that's again. the thing. That was one great song, but I liked a lot of his joints. Like when he went to yeah. LA and did the joint with DJ Quick, I loved that song. The, well, um, that's the thing. Like Shaq's got Shaq had some dudes he was rapping. Yeah, he had features. Too. Yeah, but yeah. then like his solo tracks. I know I got skills. I remember. I, I never forget. My mom bought me that tape from Walmart, <laughs> and when she yeah. gave it to me, I said Shaq is rapping. Mm-hmm. And then I I listened to it, but the Fushnickens feature. The, I know I got skills. The shoe pass slam, the biological didn't bother, the outstanding. These are all tracks with Shaq fan. on his own. You are a huh? Shaq. You are a That's fan. That's what I'm saying. The fan. outstanding, that was yeah. Shaq on his own. But then you start talking about no hooks with RZA and Method Man. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Shaq right. have bangers. He, all right? look, look, Shaq and rap, no doubt you are not going to get an argument from me. <laughs> I didn't realize I was talking to the Shaq fan. Of I bought Shaq music. greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Shaq got bangers, I, man. Go he, listen to look, that outstanding. I will. I will. I will listen to that. I'll listen to Miles, and we'll talk about Miles, the basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. player here in <laughs> just NBA a second. NBA Rap Podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for making Lockdown Hornets your first <laughs> listen. For your next listen, check out Miles Bridges, but also check out the Lockdown Now Podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check out Bet Online. Football might be over, but basketball is full steam ahead for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, total player performance props, where the next fired coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs bet online where the game starts go there check it out again bet online it is where the game starts all right let's talk about miles bridges for real on the court coming up next locked on hornets podcast is locked on hornets you give them the pink to let them know you have the a little bit of a softer side but you give them the black to let them know it's still real out here (laughs) i just gotta let you know it's still real (laughs) (laughs) it's time for more of the locked on hornets podcast I don't know if people are going to get mad at us for talking all that rap stuff in the second segment or if they're going to love it. It's not going to be a middle people take. enjoy it. I think so. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what kind of comments we get. All right. Let's talk about the basketball player. He, just evaluating what he's done leading mm-hmm. up to the last 22 games, and then we can try to talk about what we want to see from him down the stretch. Yeah. yeah it, it's interesting to watch Miles' career because it's kind of fascinating for it to be you know, a, a young four-year career. I I had the infamous Locked On Hornets meltdown when they traded Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I loved him, wanted him badly, and for the first two years, there was no denying that SGA was a better player. The dude And the dude is still extremely tight, had a really tough you know, start to the season, whatever. Last year, where I, I thought Miles was decent his rookie season, I thought he had a really disappointing sophomore campaign. It was pretty rough for him. And then last year... They take a lot of responsibility off of his plate, said, all right, we tried to do too much with him his sophomore campaign. We're going to take a lot of responsibility off of his plate. His usage percentage goes down three percentage points. He's shooting 40% from three. He is effective field goal percentage, and his true, his true shooting was like 62. The dude was crazy efficient, and it's because he's hitting his shots that he's getting set up on. You know, he's going in the paint, high-flying, still being exciting, and we saw him – 
step up huge in the absence of Gordon Hayward and some of these stars that were out for a little bit of the season last year. And it was like, okay, Miles has a real shot to break out even further next year. And that's exactly what he did right from the rip. We're talking Miles Bridges, MIP. He starts shooting blazes in the month of February or in the, the beginning of the season, that first month, He's shooting like 38% from three, still finishing at a high level at the rim and getting to the free throw line more. The shot's not there this year. He, he just hasn't hit. The volume's up. That needs to go up. And, and if he does that, that guy's going to be a bona fide all-star, and he's going to be one of the better players in the game. Like, when I say that, like, just going to get constant attention mm -hmm. to be an all-star weekend. It's all about the three-point shot for him. Can you get to 35-36 on that volume, like five a game? Game over. Like, you can't stop him at that point. But the good things we've seen from him this year, his usage percentage has gone up way more, five percentage points compared to last year. He's handling the rock a lot better. His assist percentage has gone way up. Mm -hmm. And his turnover percentage has gone down, Wes. Like, if the volume of him having the basketball in his hands has gone way up, you would expect naturally that he's going to turn the ball over a little more. That's cool. Like, we'll live with that. But it's gone down. Like, yeah. the guy is taking care of the basketball, facilitating at a higher level, getting to the free throw line four times a game. The most before that was twice a game his sophomore year. Like, everything else has come along so strong offensively except for shooting the basketball. And when he starts knocking that shot down again, it's game over, man. Yeah. Like, it's Vince Carter at the 2000 dunk contest. Done. Like, you can't stop him. And that's what I'm excited to see hopefully develop the, down the stretch this year. Yeah, for sure. I think he is really MIP Vandros, most improved player. <laughs> that's so uh, You know what I'm saying? He's been great this year. Because when they drafted him much like you, I was like, well, I'm not sure because I wasn't sure offensively how much depth he had in his game. I thought he was kind of a bruiser, drive to the basket, you know, get dunks and, and things like that and uh, not going to be able to shoot that well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, last year was when I really started to take notice of him and say, hey, you know, he is uh, really turning into a player. And I think it's a testament to how hard he works um, as a player. And so he approved this year almost, I believe, six or seven points per game. It's a really right. big improvement uh, over that. And then he's one of the league leaders in points in the paint per game. And the thing I love about Miles, too, is he, he, he is really coming to his own to where – he feels really comfortable with the basketball. He's very aggressive. Every time he gets the ball, he's looking to make something happen. And I feel like that's been one of the biggest uh, drawbacks to the Hornets shooting woes was that when they were a top three team in the league, shooting threes, Miles was a part of that, hitting his occasional two to three threes and really spreading the court uh, for the Hornets. But now, you know, with their woes, it's like, you know, even you could see the frustration on his face sometimes when he misses a three, the head goes down. Yeah, when he makes it really three, does. Like, God, right about about, yeah. yeah, when he makes threes, he's like, man, it's about time. You know what I'm saying? So he was starting to get frustrated with it as this team has with their shooting. But Miles, as I said, I feel like he is very much the heart and soul of this team. And I know it's a very used phrase, but he's a guy that, you know, when things get tough out there, he's driving to the bucket. He, he's going up drawing fouls. He's trying to do whatever he can for this team. You see the rage come out 
uh, when he gets yeah. those dunks and he's yelling and, he, you know, he just really tries to get his teammates, not to mention defensively, you know, he's good uh, with the help cleaning up, getting those blocks off the glass. We've seen him do that a few times this year, going up, getting big blocks, making hustle plays down Absolutely. there, saving balls. So, yeah, man, Miles is a guy – I can never complain about what he brings to this team on the court because he leaves it all out there. You're talking about one of your best players that he's going to die for a loose ball. He's going to put his body on the line and do whatever is needed for this team. You know, the game's over. He looks like he's just absolutely spent because he just, you know, put everything out there on the court. So I think that the only thing for him uh, in the second half, I think, you know, just keep shooting those open shots. He gets some good looks. Now, sometimes he gets a little – you know, when he goes off the dribble and shoots those threes, sometimes I feel like that's not maybe the best shot for him. Oh, yeah. But when he gets those good looks from Melo and the crew and they're working the ball around and he gets over three, keep shooting and keep taking it. Um, but other than that, that's why I thought the addition of Harold was so big because Miles was really, you know, our best paint scorer until recently what LaMelo's been doing, scoring in the paint. But the thing about Miles is he doesn't operate from the paint. He gets the ball on the elbows or top of the key or something like that. He's dribbling and driving to the basket, and that's how he's getting his. He's really earning it the hard way and not a guy that's going to come set up on the block. So I think for him in the second half, I think it will help him too just to get a little bit of a back-to-the-basket game because he is so strong and physical. Um, I think that will help him. But the main thing is just keep shooting those open threes when you get them. They'll, they'll fall and just keep playing as hard as he's been playing. I have no complaints uh, about him. Yeah, I mean, it, offensively, it's all about the shot falling for him. And I think even if you look even a little more specifically perimeter-wise, right? So the lowest amount, uh, the lowest percentage he's ever shot from the corner has been 37.7%. That was his second year in the league. And last year, he shot 44% from the corners. The easiest three that you hear people talk about, like, 44% from the corners, that's money. That's lights yeah. out. This year, he's shooting 31% from three, yeah. and he's taking 25% of his threes from the corner. So yeah. you talk about that, that's huge, right? Like if you even get back to just, you know, something close to 38, which I don't know, you can't do that with only 22 games, but if you can start to build upon that, that's the thing that that's why I believe, right, in, in Miles' shot down the line. Can you just get back to a good corner three-point shooting percentage with the amount yeah. that you take, the volume that you take them? That's going to help him. But you mentioned finishing at the basket. Dude's got 29 and ones this year. A mm -hmm. lot of that has to do with him driving, being aggressive, trying to draw the foul, and just finishing at such a high level. That dude has made ridiculous shots at the rim, and so that's what's been so good yes. with him offensively. It, it, it's been insane. When we go defensively, man, like, I start to have a few more problems, you know, because it's not for a lack of effort. Miles plays yeah. as hard as anybody on the court, and that's no doubt. Yeah. It's just the attention to detail when it yeah. comes to rotating. Like, you know, I think the last two games are kind of huge examples as to some of the problems that he had in overtime against Minnesota. Anthony Edwards beats him yes. back door. That's the first play of the game or first play of overtime done. You know, in Miami, he lets, I think, was it PJ Tucker that beat him back door? Somebody beat him back door late, but also he just forgets where Bam Adebayo is on the floor when that's his mm -hmm. responsibility. And it, it's, it's just him, I think, trying to process where to be at that right time, just kind of, you know, falling asleep, kind of lapsing, but it's not for lack of effort. Like, that's, 
that's what needs to fix itself too yeah. on the defensive end because he will come and swat it away. Like when he recognizes it and you yeah. can shoot at the rim, he's a good rim protector out there along with PJ who have been pretty good on the floor together at the same time this year. Um, but that, that's some of the problems that I have with Miles defensively, man. And so we'll see if that fixes itself too. Yeah. And so, um, like you said, I think too with Miles on defense, I think that he is – trying to overcompensate sometimes too for sometimes if a guy gets beat or if he feels like a guy's about to get beat and maybe anticipate something that might not be there. But like right. I said, yeah, he does make some splash plays on defense, but as far as just solid fundamentally, there are some things that need to be worked on there. But it's just as far as just improving as a player, I mean, he's the definition of what you want from a draft pick. And when you're running a program, this is what you want from a guy, a guy that comes in and, you know, he just steadily works his way into being a star player. Um, so, yeah, with Miles, I'm so interested to see how he'll finish his season after the break, regroup and get with the coach right. and seeing where he can be better, what he can do uh, to help this team down the stretch because it's going to be all hands-on-deck effort uh, for us to get to the playoffs. Yeah, love Miles Bridges. You know, love what he's done to work on his game everywhere this year. Crazy hard worker. Um, the kind of dude you want on your team. I'm a believer, man. I didn't used to be, you know, like that's yeah. – but. He's he's made you become a believer the last two years. Last yeah. year, for sure, when he broke out, and even this year, higher volume, taking that in stride. Love what you're getting from Miles Bridges, and uh, he he's going to get paid, and I hope it's by the Hornets, and it, and it should yeah. be, right? Restricted free agency. Uh, at least you'll have the inside track to keep him on this Hornet squad, along with his best friend, LaMelo. Um, Wes, we appreciate it, man. Wes Wednesdays, go check him out. Social media, at Wes Got Range, covering ACC basketball, too. Doing a lot of Hornet stuff, obviously. Check him out at the Spectrum Center, making that place live. Lots of fun with Wes in the building, so we appreciate you hopping on once again, man. All right, man. Appreciate it. I'll see you guys next week. All right, absolutely. Thanks for All making right. Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks again for hopping on. We'll uh, talk to you tomorrow.